Hi, everybody, and welcome to True Stories of Tinseltown. And guess what? Ping, ping, shing, shing. I don't even know what I'm doing. That's my big explosion. <laughs> Explosives. April and I are finally done with our summer series on sultry brunettes, perhaps a little black hair thrown in every once in a while. And we're finishing with Elizabeth Taylor. And once again, I want to thank my pal, April Vivier, for being here with me and for, you know, we both have had times we've had to cancel this. This is why it's kind of been prolonged, but it's life. You know, life happens and that's why. But we are done today and we are finishing it. So thank you, my dear April, and hello. Hi, Grace. Thank you, as always, for having me. I love having you, and I know our April doesn't feel so hot. And I relate, so we're going to get through this and know that she is an extra super-duper trooper for doing this today. (laughs) Raw April, raw. Okay, (laughs) so we left out at Richard Burton, her and him meeting on the set of Cleopatra, collect? Collect, correct. <laughs> correct. Um, so, of course, Liz and Dick, they met, and I think we, just brief recap, they initially meet each other, and he reportedly says, has anyone ever told you that you're a very beautiful girl or a very pretty girl? Pretty girl, yeah. <laughs> kind of changes with the retelling, and she was like, Oh, you know, this is the line from the great Welsh lover. Because <laughs> to to contextualize Burton at this point, he is known for sleeping with his leading ladies, but he always goes back to, to his Sybil. Wife, Sybil. Yes, I think you she know? was his mother influence, basically. I, that's what I felt with Sybil. And I think she felt, you know, as secure as you can <laughs> with the fact that your husband is a notorious cheater that he would always come back to her because he always did. And she, yeah. she seemed to be okay with it. Yeah, no, they, and I mean, even after they get divorced, he will go to Sybil for advice on things. Like they, they have a pretty harmonious relationship. I mean, their divorce isn't, but their, you know, the, their friendship yes. is, is pretty harmonious. I'm sure he relied him. on her a lot. Exactly. And I think, you know, he genuinely, I think he had affection for Sybil, but like you said, I think it was more of like a motherly love. Yeah. Versus like I don't think he ever felt this big passion or lust for Sybil. I think his siblings liked her. He lost his mother at an early age. And I think that, you know, if we're going to be, you know, psychoanalyzing for Richard, that's what it seems like to me. And anyway, so she was there as well. Eddie Fisher the cuckold, the guy who got paid to be her, like, get her there on time, try to not to get her drunk, let her go to sleep early. He was paid a salary to do that for Elizabeth. And like we were saying last week, yeah, you want him to be there at your beck and call. But on the other hand, it disgusts you because he's, he's just, like, living for your whims and needs. You know, it's, like, not really masculine <laughs> to her, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. There's definitely an emasculation aspect to their relationship. And I think that is part of the reason that Eddie was so, like, 
vile about her in his later years too. I mean, he's vile about everybody, but you know, especially Liz and, and Debbie too. She was um, terrible. But so they meet that day and she's, they really, you know, when he said, Oh, you're, did anyone ever tell you you're a pretty girl? And she said, Oh, what a Romeo, you know, this is what I hear. Obviously they didn't think anything of each other at that time, but when they met and Elizabeth saw the vulnerability of him holding his coffee cup and shaking, she went over and held the coffee cup for him and the rest was history. Yeah. They just, it basically, like, I mean, it's, you know, like they've been filming for a couple weeks and like you said, she helps him with the coffee cup because Richard, before they get married, is an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, dealing with the after effects from the night before and she helps him and they just start sleeping with each other. Pretty pronto, and, really quickly. Yeah. And, you know, Eddie's just kind of sitting there and, like, caring for her still. I mean, he claimed that he was aware of things, I think, well before he actually was. But he wasn't he always on the set? And I know that one party that Elizabeth had for the, the crew, you know, Roddy McDowell, all these people were there. And... Richard Taylor's bombed. Elizabeth's bombed. I don't know if Eddie's bombed, but um, Richard Richard Burton says, tell him who you love. Tell him, tell him. And she said, I love you. You know, she didn't really, she felt bad, but (laughs) she did it. (laughs) Right. And I think that's like when Eddie becomes fully, like, I think he's kind of blindsided by it, even though he's like, I knew. <laughs> um, but, you know, Eddie Fisher's just kind of a jerk. There's no other way to put it. And but... do, you, do you recall, Roddy McDowell was friends with, um, he was friends with Sybil, as well as being best friends with Elizabeth, too. So he felt sort of disloyal, but they all hated Eddie because he went to Sybil or called Sybil and told her what was going on and that this was not just some regular fling, that it was going to be this. And everybody hated Eddie for calling Sybil and telling her that. But on my side of the fence, you know, I, I kind of get it, you know? I kind of pity him, even though he's a creep. You know what I mean? Right. No, I... To be honest with you, I feel the same way. I mean, even though I like to slam Eddie Fisher, I do feel the same way. I feel bad for him. I feel the worst for Sybil. And in a weird way, I also kind of feel bad for Liz and Dick. Um, You know, not that I'm, you know, condoning adultery, obviously, but I do think that they just... I think they tried to do the right thing as well for both of their spouses, especially Richard with Sybil. And it's just, they couldn't be apart from each other. And then the picture of them, where were they? It was La Scandale. Remember how you said it wasn't La Liz? Well, I read on on IMDb the names that they named her, and one of them was La Liz. So maybe... (laughs) Her plan wasn't lawless, but I knew somewhere she was lawless. Yeah, no, they're, um, 
they okay so these photos run they're on a yacht <laughs> they're they're you know on a yacht off of an island um near naples and these photos are captured by the paparazzi and it really is a turning point in how the paparazzi handle celebrities big time and they became they, vilified especially elizabeth she i think she was you know what you know she marrying fisher she took him away from debbie the innocent and and she just shows she's a man eater and i don't think richard got as much as the the um negativity as she did Oh, no, not at all. The Vatican comes out and condemns them for erotic vagrancy, which really come no on. one ever thinks about the Catholic Church commenting on celebrities' lives, mm. but at the time they did. They sure um, did. And they pleased, they had no right to. <laughs> if we want to yeah. go back there, but we, we won't. But um, it's funny. They were, it was. Uh, just all over the papers. They said it's a picture that launched a thousand ships, and it really was. It went, like, all over the world. It became this huge thing, and Richard became a huge star because of his... He was a, he was a great actor. He was, he was famous, but he became infamous and very famous with Elizabeth after that picture. Oh, it completely changed both of their lives, um, con there's members of Congress who actually get on the congressional <laughs> no. floor and say she should be banned well, from ever entering the United States again. Well, they did that to Ingrid Bergman as well. <laughs> you know that that yes. was it. These these uh, fallen hoochies can never come back. Well, and I think a big thing too is that not that it's perfect by any stretch. But we are out of the era of McCarthyism where we're looking at everyone's life through the government. And it kind of reignites that. Um, and But like you said, it's really hyper-focused on Liz. I mean... She's a woman. She's Richard's a bad girl. Richard's always yeah. cheated. But he's always gone back to Sybil, who has been his... Sort of like with the Robert Mitchum thing, you know, when his wife, they have this understanding i don't know that she really understood it but she knew she was going to stay married to him so you know he doesn't get any of this he you know he gets arrested for marijuana being with lila Leeds, but like elizabeth she gets you know like she's slammed people spit at her spit at her yeah and I mean, you know, people protest in front of her house. And woke they, mob. What if Instagram yeah. or Twitter was out? Oh my God, Elizabeth, watch out. Oh God, right. <laughs> um, you know, and there's, you know, signs that say, like, you know, Liz is a whore and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it's a really horrible time. Um, and Liz and Dick sit there and they really jet set like all over the world trying to keep ahead of the paparazzi and the press following them. Spend a lot of time in Switzerland. They, you know, Gestad, yeah. go, they go all throughout the Mediterranean. And this goes on for, you know, like two years. But the thing prior was Richard dumped her a couple of times. He said he was going to go back to Sybil 
And both times Elizabeth made suicide attempts until he finally yes. came back to her. Yeah, which, to be honest with you, I think he would have gone back to her regardless. I agree. But he felt, I don't know, I think he, he felt a lot of guilt. And he had his daughter, Kate, and then he had another daughter who was severely autistic and she went to an institution. I'm sure he felt a lot of guilt and he knew that Sybil was around and his brothers were, and his family were giving him a lot of crap. But, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. And um, he wanted Elizabeth and she wanted him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they finally, Sybil eventually agrees to a divorce, but Eddie's really the one holding mm -hmm. it up. Um, he doesn't want to give it to her. He's speaking publicly about it. He's basically saying, this is a fling. Liz exactly. is going to talk to me because mm -hmm. she loves me. Um, but he finally agrees and they, um, Liz is granted a divorce in Puerto Vallarta in 1964, March 5th of 1964. And she and, you know, Burton get married just 10 days later, uh, in Montreal. And they have, uh, they have issues finding somebody who will actually marry them. Please. Today it would be like nothing, right? Ho-hum, ho-hum. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and... Richard sits there. He eventually adopts Liza, and he also, um, Eddie, and just back up real quick. Yes. Eddie and Elizabeth had started the adoption process for Maria, um, a little German orphan. She had some kind of illness, right, or a bad heart or something, and they paid for the surgery or legs. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was something with her legs. Yes. I remember correctly, but um, anyway, of course, Eddie pulls out of it, but Elizabeth continues and, you know, uh, Richard sits there and he also adopts Maria. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, the Liz and Dick stuff continues. It's so funny we're talking about this because I'm sitting um, in, at my desk right now and right next to me is a magazine that came out during all of this debacle. Oh, how cool. And it's called Jackie and Liz and it's saying that Jackie Kennedy lives the dream life that every woman should aspire to have and basically that, you know, Liz is a horrible person and should be used as a case study of what not to do as the American woman. Um, and they just, they, they live the most excessive lifestyle Liz and Dick obviously they're sitting there they're spending millions they're losing millions they're earning millions you know they're buying furs and diamonds paintings liquor a yacht a jet they're just buying everything they want and they're traveling all over the world and they sit there and when they're not you know reconciling with each other and you know living it up they're fighting with each other and they're drinking heavily yeah she's she said she could drink anybody under the table she had like a wooden leg and i believe that because she people would be amazed at how she could hold her liquor and come in and not be hung over the next day but also what they were doing was they were making a bunch of films together and you know like 
Sir John Good, Gilgood and all those other phony balonies, like Richard should be Hamlet and all this other <laughs> stuff. They're blaming, um, they're blaming Elizabeth for everything. Now, look, if he wanted to do Hamlet and oh, to be or not to be, he'd do it. You know, she's not holding him back on that. It's just, uh, you know, them putting him down for going for fame rather than, you know, Elizabethan and Shakespearean, the best actors in the world kind of deal. But they work. What's the first one? I think um, VIP is the first one they worked on after Cleopatra. Oh, the VIPs? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to... Let me look. I, I would have, have to double check that, but... Let me look. I can't... I got I it. I think that's correct. Let me look. I'm right here. We have the sure Virginia Wolf. Yeah, the VIPs is the next one. And then the Sandpiper. And who's Which, afraid? I have to say, she looks absolutely radiant in the Sandpiper. Yeah. Funny. You know, Charles Bronson was in that. He was another groovy painter. Um, Richard was, again, a preacher, like he was in... Um, Night of the Iguana, and he was married to the lovely Eva Marie Saint, but he meets groovy Elizabeth with her son, and he's taken with her free nature. Ooh, groovy, groovy, I'm wearing caftans, and, you know, I'm painting on the beach, groovy. And a funny story from that, and this is a true story, is that um, Sharon Tate was going to be one of the beach babes, and Elizabeth said, no, no way, Jose. Which, to be honest with you, I don't think Sharon would have looked at Richard twice. She married some really repulsive creature. <laughs> she married Roman Polanski. Richard Burton's like, you know, a hunk, a hunk of burning love compared to Roman Polanski. Yeah, she's also, um, let's see, she would have just been getting involved with Jay. Oh, Jay Sebring, yeah. Mm -hmm. The hairdresser. I, I mean, I think she really was over the moon for Jay, especially in the beginning. Oh, I believe that too, talks. but I know, you know, a lot of women do this. This is not just on Elizabeth. Tons, tons of actresses have done that. And, um... Look at May. There can be no blondes in the show but her. They all get canned. Um, and so then they did Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which was a huge one for them. And I thought Richard did an excellent job in that. I really did. He played the cuckold husband. She was this outrageously blowsy, alcoholic daughter of the, the dean of the college. And Richard was a professor. And because it was such a showy role, I think that's why she she did great. But she was nominated for an Academy Award. I do, And she won it. I don't know that Richard was even nominated. No, Richard was nominated. Mm. And she won and he didn't. Mm -hmm. And he threw a fit over it. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I think that is part of the reason that their relationship became so contentious at points because she would receive the brunt of criticism, but she would also receive most of the accolades as well. 
Yeah. And, you know, he, he couldn't adjust to basically falling into, you know, the Eddie Fisher 2.0. No, no. He was too strong for that. He was too much, you know. He had an ego where Eddie Fisher had a huge ego, but when it came to Elizabeth Taylor, you know, it was all about her, and I want her back, and I know she loves me and all that crap. But for Richard, he did have talent, and there is, you know, and I thought he did a really good job, frankly. It's not easy to underplay to someone who has to overplay it and sell it. And she was great, but it's like comedy. You need a straight man, and the straight men are necessary to make the comedian look good and vice versa, just in movies, not saying it was a comedy by any means, but you know what I mean? He made her look good, I think. And she was great. Then they did The Taming of the Shrew, uh, The Comedians, which is awful, boom, awful, Secret Ceremony, she did. Did you ever see that one? That's wild. April? I mean, I've seen most of Liz's filmography, and I can't tell you anything about it besides it's all berserk. Right. Richard did get a really good role, and I thought he was excellent in this. Um, The 100-day ambulance, Anne of a Hundred Days with Genevieve Bougeau. Um, Elizabeth was an extra on that film because there was a rumor that Richard and Genevieve were having an affair. I don't know if that's true because he said, you know, what a pain in the butt she was to work with and whatever. But that doesn't mean he didn't bang her once or twice. But um, he did that, and that was very good. And I believe he was also nominated for an Oscar for that. Um, and of course he didn't win, but I thought he did a good job. And then, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. He did. I, I, Go I ahead. Think he does. Oh no, I was just gonna say. I mean, I think that he shines a little bit more than she does. He has this, you know. Elizabeth has her style of acting. You know what I mean? And it's. It's her style. You know, she doesn't really... She did a good job. Virginia Woolf wasn't really her, but I can see her being drunk and that being really her, you know, in some points where she's like, you know, and he gets drunk. And I can just see it kind of being the way it is. Um, I'm just seeing what they work together with. Here's Lucy. I re- um, he hated Lucy. He wrote in his biography or, or in his diaries that she was horrifying but you know how she was she nobody said she was funny they said she was a taskmaster she wanted everything to be done and um she made Joan Crawford cry which is amazing I can't I can't even believe that one but he said that was a terrible thing and this was when she got that humongous rock from him mm-hmm. and then they ironically oh, divorce his divorce hers that came out and it was very, I think they were divorced at that point. <laughs> they were getting divorced during that era. And, um, you know, it was a, I think it was a two, two-parter, 
I'm trying to see. Okay, here's Lucy. Yeah, Hansen. it's a two-part. Right. One, one, like, two-hour segment is his, and one is hers, and it's a made-for-TV thing. You could probably uh, find it on YouTube, you guys. Yeah, no, it's readily available online, as well as um, Amazon Prime streaming service. Um, but, yeah, they, they get divorced in 74, and, you know... There's stories they had both cheated on one another. Um, and so they'd been married, you know, like a decade. Mm -hmm. um, and they ended up doing that. And then they reconcile not too long after their divorce. And they get remarried in October of 75 in Botswana. And then they, like, sit there and they realize this is never going to work. They just fight all the time. Richard, I think from a good portion of the marriage, is uh, cheating on her with Susie Miller. Susie Hunt, yes. Um, who and is the wife of a car driver, right? Race car driver? Yeah, Susie Miller's husband is James Hunt. Yes. And Cray Cray... This is from a National Enquirer woman I had on the show. Um, she went to live with them because they had befriended her and him. And not a good choice when this woman is young and thin and blonde and the anti-Liz. So they had an affair, divorce, here we come. And that ended their marriage. Yes, and I think that people really thought that they would eventually reconnect. And, I mean, Liz and Dick, obviously, and they just, they, they were friendly-ish with each other. Although, with Richard's diaries, it's evident that he held some resentment. Um, but they're not, I mean, they just... Enough. I mean, like maybe. I love that book. What's the name of that book? Um, it's really good about them. Yes, and exactly. It's like it's so big that it destroys, that it becomes toxic, and it burns out really quickly. Well, it didn't really burn out really quickly, but it burned out really fast when it finally burned out. Um, and she was very sad that he married Susie Hunt. She started dating uh, Shar Rands, I believe it was his ex son in law or his cousin or something. This was before I, you know, there was a revolution and Ayatollah Khomeini came in, and it was called Persia. And I was reading about this whole thing that that's where she met him at the their diplomatic place. It used to be like Studio Fifty Four kind of thing, whoever's in there is in. So Elizabeth met him. She went to Persia. She did a photo shoot, I believe, for Life magazine, and she looked lovely, but boom, sorry, I can't marry you. So that didn't happen, but that was a, a relationship she had after Richard that was serious, you know, to a point, but he couldn't, you know. Sorry, she was Jewish, all the scandal, all the other stuff. So it didn't happen. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, I just want to say, too, like, Susie Miller slash Hunt is reportedly very jealous of, you know, Liz and Dick's relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's that famous story that when he was appearing in Camelot in Toronto, there was an advertisement in the program for Elizabeth's jewelry line and Susie threw a fit and the theater staff had to remove, you know, that page from every copy of the program. Well, you know, as much as he could have been in love with her, you know, they were the love of each other's lives. I totally believe it. And I get, I get where she would be um, jealous and um, so Elizabeth, he's on to Sally. I, I know he's on to Susan. And she meets, on a blind date, Senator John Warner, who had been dating Barbara Walters. He likes dating famous chicks. And she thought he was very handsome and charming. And it became a romance, and they got married on the farm. Yes. John's farm. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think John was a nice guy, but I and the list was very open about this. She was not prepared at all for what it would what the lifestyle of being a politician's wife. Right. And you know, he's sitting there and he's, you know, going to work in the Senate and she's in DC and she's bored and she's lonely and And then she, she goes to the uh the ranch and that's when she starts drinking and eating and everybody's oh I always wanted to look like Elizabeth Taylor and now I do you know all this horrible stuff about her and she choked on a chicken bone this is true when she was going through something but she was miserable and I read this thing it, it, it didn't they were friends after they divorced but this was just not for her you know, bored the hell out of her. She didn't have any friends. This is no life for her. He called her my little heifer when she got fat. Charming, John. And, um, <laughs> you know, what a dream boat. And um, so I read this article where these this couple won a raffle and they get to hang out with Elizabeth and John at his um, his you know, whatever it is, ranch. And Elizabeth, they said, was very nice, but she drank a hell of a lot. She ate a hell of a lot. And she would be, like, putting him down and telling them how bored she is and this and that. And it just was like, okay, we're done, bub. They finally got the divorce. They were not a good mix at all. He was attractive. She was attracted to him, but you can't take you know, someone who's lived that life all her life to live on a farm and call her the heifer. Right. Exactly. And they just, they, they weren't, they just had very different lifestyles and they, they weren't compatible. Mm -mm. Um, and they, you know, they got divorced. They'd separated for a year, but before, but they got divorced, um, after six years of marriage and she goes through these kind of, like quick engagements um 
One is with Victor Luna from 83 to 84. He was a Mexican lawyer. And the other one is businessman uh, David Stein in 85. But, I mean, these relationships don't last. And I don't think she's really invested in either one of them. I think it's just, you know, someone's there. And, she, yeah, she's never been alone. And she doesn't want to be alone. And all of a sudden it said, okay, Richard and uh, La Liz, I'm just saying that. They're getting together and they're doing private lives on Broadway. And so Elizabeth goes to a place, like a health place, loses about 20 or 30 pounds. I think she had a facelift, whatever. And everybody's like, oh, Liz and Dick, will this be it? Will this be it? And Elizabeth is not with anybody. She really is kind of hoping, you know, that this will be it. She still loves them. And surprise, 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 in comes Sally Hayes, and he is married to her. Yeah, and I think this really threw Liz for a loop, which is why part of the reason I think she went with Victor Luna and then, um, you know, Dennis, Dennis Stein. I think they helped her with her. Oh, Dennis Stein uh, was a real pig. He was an awful man. He He was, but I think they really helped her, you know, like, get over the Richard thing. Yes. And Sally's Sally's bitch. Um uh, we don't have to say that. Sally's very difficult. Um she doesn't like Liz. She's jealous of them. She said, huh, they call each other this is after he died. I'd love to get her on the show. Um she looks she was not an attractive woman. Yes, she was younger and thinner than Elizabeth, but she let's just say she was not an attractive woman to be kind and so when this happens elizabeth calls on victor luna to come on his white horse and come rescue her from the embarrassment of richard marrying this woman because she had no clue and then they had these pictures taken have you seen them where the four of them together and like sally hay is choking elizabeth and vice versa and it's just a silliness mm -hmm. And so she had Victor Luna come because it really broke her heart. And um, and Sally was just a jerk. How can they be the love of each other's lives? They were married twice. Well, Sally, don't you think they divorced and they loved each other still and they wanted to get married again, but they couldn't do it? You know, come on. She was married to the dude for less than a year, Sally Hay. Oh, yeah, and I don't think that their marriage would have continued. No, he. I think he did it as protection from not going through this big hoopla and having this big thing with Elizabeth again. I really do believe that because they were writing all about it in all the tabloids. Oh, this is it. Is it Liz and Dick point three? You know, and things like that. So I think... And he was really tired. He, you know, he smoked forty to sixty cigarettes a day. And yeah. Elizabeth spoke a tongue too, and he drank like a beast. Anyway, during th that, you know, they got good, um, a good crowd who wanted to see them. Um, but soon after, Richard died. At the age, I think he was not 59 yet, 58 years old. Yeah, no, and I think that just destroys Liz. I, I think after that, she's really just a shell. 
And that's when she finally comes out because prior to it, she said Mike Todd was the love of her life. And then when Richard dies, she said Richard was the love of my life. She didn't want to humiliate herself while he was alive to say he's the love of her life after he died. And she and Sally was irked because they treated Elizabeth like she was the widow. And, um, you know, she didn't go to one of the funerals to let Sally do her own thing, but his brother loved Richard and loved Elizabeth, and she went there privately and did her thing. She adored, she loved him to the end of her days. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was not not longer on their earth, so... Um, she, when, when, okay, Larry Fortensky, when did he come along? She, she was, he comes in in 88 because Elizabeth finally enters the Betty Ford clinic, um, in 88 and Mm -hmm. Larry Fortensky is there and he is a construction worker. And of course she is Elizabeth Taylor she's lost all that weight or she, I think she's just taking off the last of that weight um, that she had gained when she was married to John and they get married at the Neverland ranch, Michael Jackson's house on October 6th. I'm trying to think of how old he was. Larry Fortensky died. I didn't even know that. Um, oh yeah. He died a, he died a little, not little too bit long ago. ago. Yeah. Like uh, 2014 or something. But he wrote lovely stuff about Elizabeth. But it was, you know, everybody made fun of her. Everybody was like, oh, you know, the construction guy and like taking pictures of him and whatever. Like you said, they got married at Neverland Ranch. And didn't Michael Jackson marry them? Um, I don't think so. I think that they just, I think though he was like Larry's best man. Like he was up there, but I don't think he married them. Yeah. And um, and their wedding's a fiasco. One photographer parachutes out of a plane. Oh my god! People um, are off. <laughs> they like, are give people They're a break. But I have to say, Liz is able to sell her wedding photos to Larry for a million dollars, and that's what she uses to start the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Larry just, you know. Larry can't get used to that lifestyle. I don't blame him. It was really hard for him. And and I know that Elizabeth loved him. You know, he, he was a good guy. I don't think there was anything wrong with him as a human being. I, and, and I don't know how much older she was than him, maybe 12, 15 years or something like that. But um, no, they weren't the greatest, but she was so cute. You'd see her on like a motorcycle and she'd be wearing leather and they'd be eating hamburgers and things. And she was just having a grand old time. But, you know, I don't know if anybody remembers Cher with the bagel boy. Cher was madly in love with this guy. And they just, hey, bagel boy, how you getting up? You know, so it just does a number on you as a human being. And I believe that's he started drinking again and I think they just said, okay, we're going to get divorced. You know, I love you, but I can't do this and it's not going to work out. Right. And her health is really starting to decline around this time um, as well. And, you know, I do think that 
I mean, because she's like 20 years older than Larry. Right. And so, because she would be about 60, like late 50s when they got married. And he was in his late 30s. And, um, you know, I, I just, I think there was just a lot. But I think they loved each other. I don't think it was this deep romantic love. I think Me it was either. a companionship thing right. for both of them. And they had that in common of being, meeting in that place and kind of, you know, taking comfort with one another and friendship and things like that. But he wrote a really beautiful article about her. And he said, um, I really loved her. I will love her forever. And she always kept in touch. And when he got very ill, she paid for his uh, hospitalization through his life. She, she, you know, took care of that kind of stuff because she cared about him. She really did. She was a good person. Right. And I mean, she, I mean, she left him almost a million dollars after she died. Did she? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, of course, Larry died a few years you know, later, but, um, just, uh, I guess kind of go on. Liz, of course, doesn't marry anyone after Larry. She has like, um, sort of like walkers, sort of, you know, like gay guys who are really into her and they kind of circle around her and, you know, she's always loved, you know, gay, gay men and, um, so they kind of take care of her. And she mm-hmm. also started the AIDS thing when nobody was touching it with a 10-foot pole. She was also her daughter-in-law, um, Eileen, who was married to Christopher Wilding. And she was, they were huge, John, the Getty family. And she was a, a heroin addict and she shot up with a rotten... Um, needle and she got AIDS and Elizabeth took care of her and she lived 20 years with AIDS and Elizabeth was always there even though you know she had divorced her son Elizabeth was right with her as well yeah most definitely and um Liz, Liz in the 90s and 2000s has a bunch of health issues. She gets hip replacement twice. Right. She has um, a brain tumor. She has skin cancer. She went to the ends- mill, that woman. Yeah, and she obviously ends up in a wheelchair partially due to her scoliosis. Um, and really after 96, you don't see a whole lot of Liz. Yeah, she said, you know, she could never get anyone to finance anything she was in because of her ill health. And she, it's amazing. I mean, she really was not like some hypochondriac. Like we said, it started with the um, National Velvet thing. And it just got worse and progressively worse and progressively worse. The tracheotomy where she said she had a near-death experience and saw Mike Todd. Um... I mean, she had a lot of crap, and she was a survivor. Um, my ex-husband met her. He had to escort her somewhere, and she said, oh, you're so cute. And she was a darling and kind and lovely. And um, this was, you know, pretty late into her life. She was, um, she was 
Liza Minnelli's, wonderful Liza Minnelli's um, maid of honors when she married that real weirdo. And <laughs> I don't know what his name was, yuck. And, um, but she was a good person. Yeah, she loved her jewels. I can't relate to that. But she really, she loved ice cream cones. She loved hamburgers. She liked to live. And she was a good soul. I believe that 100%, just a really genuine good soul. Yeah. I um, I definitely agree with you on that. I think she was just a good person. And she just had, you know, a bunch of issues that always seemed to pop up. And so she really, uh, uh, like I said, there was this one, I can't remember who he was, but he would be pushing her wheelchair. Um, he was very close friends with her. And he was devoted to her. You know, they were just friends. And um, our Elizabeth, she died in March. Tw- I don't, I can't believe it was 10 years ago. Elizabeth Taylor died March 23, 2011 in Los Angeles from congestive heart failure. Her final resting place is Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. And she did not make 80. No, and I mean, you know, it's amazing she lasted as long as she did. And then, of course, Michael Jackson is very near her she's very near him i can't remember which one who passed away first um I, yeah i can't i think geez i don't remember when he died it just seven i think he died first actually because i remember paris jackson was seven when he died and i think she's in her 20s now so yeah that sounds about right so i think he died before elizabeth yeah and she was um, his greatest supporter. She loved him. Yeah, there's there's controversy about that. Yes, a lot of it. And you know, I I you um, know supposedly he was he was paying her to go to his show. No way. Oh yeah, no, there's a huge thing I have about never that. heard that. Oh yeah, no, there's a huge thing about that because they supposedly had a had a falling out. And um, he would pay for her to go to the show. But I don't know how true that is. I am just yeah. repeating rumors. Do you think the falling out was about him um, and the accusations about him? You know, I've thought of that, and I've kind of wondered after the second set if she wasn't like, there's something up. Yeah, they know exactly, you know, like his penis and things like that. Did you see the documentary on HBO? Sorry, what was it? Oh, the HBO thing. Yeah, I, I saw that. There's. I there's believe those boys. hundred percent. I believe them. And I believe their parents are to blame more than Michael Jackson. Well, and I do have to say, I think that that documentary did point out what parents are willing to put their kids through for their kids to become famous. Pimping out their kids. Mm-hmm. Because it's Michael Jackson. I had a friend say to me, Christ, he's not guilty. She says a southern accent. And he just is a child. He never grew up. I said, listen, he's 38 years old. He ain't no child. And what he's doing with these boys ain't no 
you know, child play, you know, <laughs> let's play doctor. You know, no, those parents, shame on them, shame on them. And it's funny to see, not funny, but um, it just shows that the um, kids really want nothing to do with their parents anymore, which I cannot blame them at all. Oh, 100%. It won't even cross my mind to do something like that to Davy. Oh, my God. It's sick. Anyway, our Elizabeth was lovely. She was, I think, the last real movie star um, who lived. Elizabeth Taylor, you know, Olivia de Havilland. Yeah, she was a good actress, but she was not a movie star. She didn't move it like Elizabeth. And I think they are correct. Elizabeth Taylor, um, R.I.P., was, you know, kind of the last studio system real stars. Yeah, I would agree with that. And she had an amazing life and um, a lot of pain, but a lot of joy. And um, she was a survivor. And I really, really, I've read a lot of books on Elizabeth. I really like her. I really like her from what I've read. Yeah, same. I think she, I think she was genuinely a great person. Yes, and I think she was a majorly sultry brunette, dark-haired, sultry vixen. And April, this is the final show of our summer series. Yay, we did it. We did. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for coming on. You know, like I said, life happens. You know, April's in another part of the country. You know, I have to cancel. She has to cancel. All this stuff comes up, and we finally got this done. And I think this was a good show. And um, I love me some Elizabeth, and I love me some April Vivier. So <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, for listening with us. This is another one of our series, and I hope we do another one. And I want to thank everybody and, of course, thank the best April ever. And thank you all. So until next time, adios. And thank you. And thank you, April, again. Thank you, Grace. I had a lot of fun, and we'll definitely have to do another one next summer. Yes, of course. Maybe we'll do dudes. We never do dudes. Um, I don't know anything about dudes. I do. We can. Well, we'll do other dames. Maybe like uh, Pris Bomb dames or something like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We got a year. Anyway, we're finally done with this. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, my dear April. And until uh, next week, everybody, bye. And thank you. And thank you, April. <laughs>